Welcome to Creepy Kentucky. I'm Quinn. And I'm Laura. And do we have anything we want to talk about uh, before we jump into a really horribly sad, awful topic? No, I no. don't have anything. Um, I was trying to think what disaster befell the store yesterday. Oh, yeah, three call-outs. Yeah. Yeah, on a day where we had like eight people working in three call-outs. Yeah, not yeah. great. Yeah. Not great. I know. Just like this story. Just like the story. That's <laughs> my Not segue. Great. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> so. Okay. My story this week. Okay. Takes place in Oak Grove, Kentucky. Okay. Which is where? Which is, it's an hour northwest of Nashville. Okay. With a population of about 3,500. Okay. So not huge. No. Many of the people who live there live in trailer parks. Oh. That's where a lot of the population lives. Oh, okay. The main road for oak grove is us 41 okay which is lined with used car lots pawn shops and adult entertainment shops such as strip clubs porn stores yeah massage parlors yeah and maybe a brothel or two maybe perhaps (laughs) maybe perhaps across from highway 41 yeah is fort campbell Oh. Where 24,000 soldiers, their dependents, and 4,000 civilians live. Oh. I can see some issues right uh, right away. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. So, our story begins with a woman named Tammy Papler. Okay. Or Papler. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Yeah. Who was a hooker Aww. when she lived in Nashville. Oh. She moved to Oak Grove with her husband, and he encouraged her to go into business for herself. So she rented a space in back of the build of a building that also had a Chinese restaurant. I mean, so it was like one of those strip malls. I'll just say this right now: good choice, Tammy. Yeah, good choice. I bet they. I mean, giving you a discount. I bet all the Chinese food you could eat. Yeah. 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 And that is where she opened New Life Massage Parlor in 1992. Oh, dear. It wasn't just a massage parlor. Oh. Specialized in happy endings. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Two months later, after she opened New Life, it was raided by police. Oh, no. And Tammy's husband and three of her employees were charged with promoting prostitution. Okay. She managed to bargain... The charges down to misdemeanors with probation. Okay. Not long after, officers started showing up demanding money and free sex for protection. Chief Milton Perry confirmed that Tammy gave him $1,200 in front of the town hall in December of 1993. He admitted that? Yes. At first, he was going to use the money for police equipment. Uh, yeah, sure he was. But ended up spending $700 of it on a Christmas dinner for the officers and their families. Oh, God. What a D-bag. Good job. <laughs> he didn't think anything was wrong with taking the money because he wasn't being bribed. He just thought he Tammy... wasn't being bribed. He just thought Tammy was in the Christmas spirit. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, so, dear, oh, dear. Their biggest customer that was on the police force yeah. was a man named Edward C. Carter. Okay. 
Tammy says he promised her a quote-unquote hassle-free existence if he was put on the payroll as a janitor. And uh, how much was he going to charge for these uh, janitorial services? Tammy agreed, and over the next two years paid him a total of $4,800. I mean... In all honesty, that's not that bad. No. I expected it to be 40000 or yeah. something along yeah. those lines. While he was on the payroll. I mean, I don't want to say I'm, I don't approve of bribery, but, you, you know, getting off cheap there. While he was on the payroll, the, sal- the salon was raided by police. Yeah. But they found, quote, half a dozen women sitting around drinking milk, dressed up, the, dressed up like they were going to Sunday school. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. There was another attempt to shut down the salon where an undercover cop was sent in to gather evidence. Okay. It's all he was supposed to do. Okay. But he ended up paying $125 for oral sex. Good job. He got robbed. (laughs) <laughs> right. I mean, what is he? Uh, oh my God! No blowjob was worth one hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah. Oh I'm just saying. In May Boy. of nineteen ninety-four, Tammy stopped paying Ed. Okay. Yeah, that and might have been a mistake. At four a.m. on September twentieth, nineteen ninety-four. Yeah. The bodies of twenty-two-year-old Candy Belt, who was a single mom of two. Oh, no. An 18-year-old Gloria Ross, who had worked there for less than a year and had a six-week-old daughter at oh, home. no. Were found in the back room of the salon. Oh. They had both had their throats slashed and were shot execution style. Oh, no. So, there were, there were four women, women working at the salon that night. Okay. One of them was Tammy Sneed. Okay. Not Tammy Papler, Tammy Sneed. I want to call her Tammy S. Okay. Gave the most thorough description of what happened that night. Okay. So they were all hanging out in the lobby. Right. Just drinking, talking, because it was a slow night. Yeah. She said that Gloria and Candy were kind of new at the salon, and they just kind of stayed to themselves. Yeah. Um, Lobby, talking, drinking. Both Tammy S. and a woman named Millie Burns agree that around 2 a.m., Ed came in. Yeah. Picked up the phone yeah. in the lobby. Yeah. Punching some numbers, but didn't make an actual phone call. They thought that was weird. Yeah, Especially it is. since he wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. Almost like he was signaling someone. Nobody said anything. And he left. Okay. At 3 a.m., Tammy S. and Millie left to bring another girl home. Okay. They were walking her home. They came back at 3.35 and realized the front door wouldn't open. Okay. So they knocked on the window and went around to to the back door. Or... And went back to the door. Yeah. And saw that the rock that was usually used to hold the door open was now holding it shut. Hmm. From the inside. So no one could get in. Okay. 
when they finally did get inside, they saw an ashtray had been knocked over in the lobby. Right. And the phone was off the receiver. Okay. Tammy and Gloria, or Candy and Gloria, were nowhere to be seen. Okay. It was silent mm-hmm. until Tammy S. heard a snoring sound and figured that they were sleeping. Okay. They had fallen asleep. Right. So she and Millie went down the hall checking the rooms for Candy and Gloria, but found all of them empty. Mm-hmm. When they opened the door at the end of the hall, mm-hmm. which was the, called the jungle room. Yeah. It gets bad. Oh, no. She found Gloria's nude body oh, laying no. on the massage table. Oh, no. Her hands were folded across her chest. Her eyes and mouth were open. Uh-huh. She had been shot in the head and stabbed in the neck. Oh, God. On the floor, Candy's body lay covered in a camouflage blanket. She was still alive. She had been shot in the head. The snoring sound they had heard was the blood gurgling in her, her throat, throat as she tried to breathe. Right. Yeah. So, Tammy S. and Millie ran across the street to Fort Campbell. Right. Where the soldier on duty tried to stop them. Uh-huh. Tammy screamed that someone was dying, and the soldier let them in to the police station where they called Oak Grove Police Department and the paramedics. Right. Now, the first person to arrive on the scene... Where did it go? Was a man named Bob Combs. Okay. He said that Candy was still alive. She died on the way to the hospital. Oh. Sorry, Candy. Um, and once a man named Leslie Duncan arrived, yeah. who would eventually take over as the detective. Right. It became his scene. He got in and messed everything up at the oh, scene. Bob weird. said that he put the phone back on the receiver hung the phone up and he wasn't asked Bob wasn't asked anything about how he discovered the scene until state yeah. police took over the case yeah oh dear so when Bob and one other cop arrived right. they did a sweep to make sure the killer wasn't still there Okay. Um, and they checked the woman's pulses. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So Leslie had been working on a murder at a trailer park. So he called the Christian County Sheriff's Office for backup. Okay. Not long after, Tammy P., Tammy Papler, her husband, the mayor, members of the city council, the rest of the Elk Grove Police Department, oh my God. and the occasional manager of the strip pub who listened to the police scanner as a pastime, all showed up. Oh, my God. And were allowed to walk past the crime scene tape. Oh, my God. Yeah. But... Is this still 1800? Oh, my God. No, this is 94. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, I mean, John Bonet. They just kind of let people walk around there, too. That's exactly what that reminded me of. Yep. By the time the sheriff's deputies got there, the scene was obviously contaminated, so they didn't want to do anything. However, since the state police wouldn't help, they had to. Okay. Why wouldn't the state police do anything? I'm shrugging, since you guys can't see me. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's too bad this isn't visual. Yeah. You'd see a shrug. During. See a shrug in our jammies. During Candy's autopsy. Yeah. They found semen in both her vagina. Yeah. And her anal cavity. Okay. Now, Tammy P. Yeah. Made sure that her employees all used condoms mm-hmm. when they right. would do their thing. So it was unlikely that it had come oh, from God. a customer. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I know. Well, yeah. Which probably meant that she had been raped. Continuing the, th- the theme of last week. Yeah. The next day, Tammy told her employees in the back of her other business, Cherry Video, which I'm guessing it was a porno shop. Probably. She told them not to talk to the police without an attorney. It didn't take long to process the crime scene. They collected stray hairs and bullets, and they tried unsuccessfully to get fingerprints off of objects in the lobby. The carpet had to be ripped out since it had been soaked with blood, and the floors underneath had to be scrubbed. Oh, God. But, oh, days no. after the double murder, yeah. Tammy reopened New Life Massage Parlor. Oh, my God. Wow. Ballsy lady there. Yeah. And by ballsy, I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Almost immediately, sheriff deputies pointed finger at the dead Carter. He had a key because well, he yeah. was on the payroll. Well, yeah. And had been there earlier, which seemed like a reconnaissance mission. Uh, yeah. It did seem like a reconnaissance mission. Yeah. Ed's wife was missing her handgun, which oh. she believed to be a twenty-two caliber, which was the same used in the murders. She didn't know what kind of gun she had? No. I mean, is she from Kentucky? Because I can't not. imagine that. Ed also couldn't give a solid alibi for the night. Whoops. He says that after he left New Life, he was with his mistress. Oh, God. <laughs> his wife said he got home at 4 a.m., and she knew the time... Because she rolled over and looked at the clock. Uh-huh. And she told him, quote, the only thing open at this time of night are legs. End quote. Oh, my God. He replied by asking when she was going to fix the washing machine. <laughs> when are you going to fix the washing machine, Ed? Or it's probably like, well, when are you going to fix the washing machine? Well, when are you going to fix it? You need to fix it, Ed. You need to fix it, Ed. <sighs> Quit sleeping around with your paramours and fix my goddamn washing machine. Right. How do you expect me to do your laundry? Yeah. Anyway, a few minutes after they laid down, he got the call about the murders. Uh huh. So he went to the scene. Okay. And when he got there, he stayed on the side of the scene with his police dog. What? Aw. He had a police dog. I mean. Gotta go rescue that police dog. If we'd yeah. known about it, we would have. One of the patrolmen working that night <coughs> me. said he found this odd because Ed would usually charge into whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed was given a polygraph, okay. which he failed. Okay. Yeah. The well. deputies also didn't trust Leslie Duncan, the detective. Uh, obviously the not. They eventually decided that he had destroyed evidence to help his friend. 
However, they also say John Atkins, he was then a district attorney, okay. but now is a judge. Oh, great. Said they didn't have enough evidence to convict him for this. Okay. Well, especially not after, you know, you go around destroying evidence. Right. Then you definitely don't have evidence to convict. Now, Atkins doesn't remember this, and there aren't any documents proving that it happened. Okay. So this was, that was hearsay. Okay. Newspapers never reported that Ed was a, su- a suspect. Okay. But did report that he worked at New Life, which was enough to force him to quit the police force. The police put up a $1,000 reward for any information. Okay. And Tammy P. put up a $5,000 reward. Okay. They received several calls, but none that had any information that could close the case. Okay. In November, the police set out to shut the salon down for good. They searched the sewer pump and found it crammed with condoms that had been flushed down the toilet. Oh, my God. Tammy was charged with promoting prostitution, which she pled down to a misdemeanor. She's good at pleading. She is. Or she's got a good lawyer anyway. And closed New Life to focus on her video store. Okay. (laughs) Cherry video. Cherry popping video. Ed's wife filed filed a domestic violence claim, after which the couple separated and then divorced. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be the first thing that I would do. If, uh, in those circumstances. And get out of, get the fuck out of town. Oh, yeah. Well, Ed left, taking a job in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Then to Louisville, where he had gotten a job as a security guard at the airport. Okay. Oh, good. In 1995, oh, is when she pled guilty and closed the salon down. She then said that Ed and Leslie were leading an attempt to cover up the murders. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it. All right. I'm sorry. I'm jumping back to 1992. Okay. In 1992, a detective in Tennessee said Leslie Duncan had hammered with the investigation of the murder of a woman named Manuela Scarlett, saying, oh, wow. quote, the way Duncan handled it jeopardize the investigation. I don't know if that's the way they do their job or if they were trying to hide something. Mm. End quote. I think that is, uh, I think we know. Yeah. Okay. So, in July, July 15th, 1997, Okay. Tammy P. showed up at a city council meeting okay. where Patty Bailu Okay. Who had been an employee at the salon for a couple of years was a city council member. Really? Yes. Okay. She had been elected to the city council in 1996 after marrying her husband, who was from a wealthy family, and gotten her real estate license. I mean, okay. Even though everyone knew about her previous job. I'm sure her, they did. Her in-laws got her friends to vote for her for a city council spot. I bet they did. She said, quote, it made me feel for the first time that I wasn't trash. End quote. Oh, Tammy. What's her name? Patty. Patty, sorry. Yeah. Pammy. Patty. Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Pammy, Tammy, Patty. I don't I know. know. <laughs> Tammy told. With the, an eye. 
Tammy told the council that they that the town was crooked uh, and yeah. that she had the papers to prove it. Uh, yeah. She said Ed was the killer and that Leslie and other officers covered it up. Uh, yeah. She brought up Ed's failed polygraph. Yeah. His regular payments from her. Yeah. And the sexual favors the girls had given out for bribes. That she had paid for the police car lights and the envelope of money she had given to the police chief for Christmas bonuses. At this point, the mayor had had enough and asked police to escort Tammy out. As she was leaving, she said to ask Patty, Patty Bailey about it. Afterwards, Patty told them that some of what Tammy was saying was true. But they ignored her. So she went to the city clerk to insist Tammy's claims be looked into. One week later, he went to her place of work and informed her that everyone wanted her off the council. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they did. The story was featured on Unsolved Mysteries. Woo! Woo! Joked about on Jay Leno. Mentioned on Paul Harvey's show. Wow, holy shit. Written about in the LA Times, the Washington Post, and the Associated Press. Yeah. The Associated Press wrote, quote, It reads like a dime-stored novel. Two dead prostitutes, a madam who alleges that the police officers upset that hush money was stopped and fearful they were about to be exposed, pulled the trigger, and an unlikely heroine, a city councilwoman who goes public with her past as a prostitute to help clean up her town, and it's all being played out in tiny Oak Grove, population 3,000, end quote. Yeah. Wow. Excuse me. Patty resigned from city council and moved to a small town near Nashville. Tammy, on the other hand, oh, this is fun, hired H. Lewis Serkin, who represented Larry Flint. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was cool. Yeah. I had to put that in there. Yeah. Since he used to sign my paychecks. Yeah. Well. Not really signed. No. (laughs) You know. And sued Oak Grove government to have the adult business ordinance repealed. Okay. (laughs) She also revealed that the son of a state representative had been a client at New Life and threatened to release other names. Okay. Soon, the story fell out of the headlines with nobody charged and it went cold. Now... Police in Oak Grove have some issues. Clearly. The issues got worse. Oh, good. In 2001, oh, a man waiting to be picked up from the drunk tank yeah. asked to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And was beaten and pepper sprayed by an officer without retaliation. Oh, good. The man was later charged with assaulting the officer. Yeah. However, the new security cameras... Cut it all on tape. Oh, good. And the city settled for $35,000. They got off lucky. They were sued for roughing people up at routine traffic stops. And roughing up is putting it lightly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of the stories about what they did, and they're pretty bad. Yeah. A woman was pulled out of her car, thrown to the ground, and cussed at in front of her kid and taken to jail okay 
a police dog was sick on a drunk passenger wow. when they got impatient. Wow. A man driving his son to the hospital was pulled over, guns drawn, and he was pulled down in handcuffs and his, they stomped on his neck. Wow. He won $2.3 million, which nearly bankrupt the city. Well, yeah. That's the that's the issue. That's the issue with police brutality. Is you got hit you got hit them in their wallet because that's really the only place that anybody like really cares about. Yeah, you can say all you want to about morality and good versus evil and bad versus good and blah blah blah, but like clearly, the only place you're getting it is. That's why I was kind of disappointed that Brianna Taylor on her family settled for like what twelve million. Yeah, I mean. I don't want to talk about Brianna Taylor. Yeah, that, that was bad. That was bad. Sad. That was so yeah. bad. And last but not least. Oh, no. While chasing a motorcyclist, an officer crashed into a pregnant woman's car going 90 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Her car flipped four or five times, mm-hmm. breaking her nose and several ribs. Mm-hmm. The baby survived. Oh, that's good. Yes. Literally the b- only good part of the show. Yes. <laughs> so far. In the mid-2000s... How much did uh, the lawsuit get for her? Because I, I assume something. Probably. I didn't. I d- couldn't find it. In the mid-2000s, they had developed a taste for high-speed car chases. In 2010, Oak Grove police were in 23 chases. When Clarksville police, which has 13 times the population of Oak Grove, mm-hmm. were only in five. Yeah. That's when you go like, oh, hey, Oak Grove says, asked if they need help. No, no, we got this. Yeah. We're fine. We got this. We got this. We're We're good. good. Uh, In 2006. We we can't uh, afford you, so no. Right. (laughs) We can't afford the lawsuit, so no. In 2006, Kentucky State Police took over the case. And in 2012, they arrested Leslie Duncan for tampering with the crime scene. He was accused of throwing shell casings away and wiping fingerprints off the phone to cover for Ed Carter. He took a plea bargain and admitted to mishandling the crime scene, but denied, excuse me, maliciously destroying evidence. His plea was the nail in the coffin for trying the murder case. In 2013, a grand jury indicted Ed Carter for murder, Leslie Duncan as an accomplice, and an ex-con named Frank Black. It would take three years for the trial to begin due to almost everyone in the area having conflicts of interest. <laughs> so yeah. They couldn't find a good a jury. jury. In 2016, the okay. prosecution opened the trial by saying, quote, Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. 22 years ago, 17 miles south of where you sit now, in Oak Grove, Kentucky, so a massage parlor called New Life Massage. It was called a massage parlor, but in reality, it was a brothel, a bordello, a whorehouse, end quote. He continued on, setting the scene for the murders. He explained that Ed was on the payroll, that Tammy had cut him off, but had found him in the building after Labor Day in 1994. He added, quote, the fox was in the whorehouse. Oh my God. End quote. Who is this? Who is this prosecutor? I don't know. Oh my god! But the prosecution's theory was that Ed and Frank had killed Candy and Gloria, and that Leslie had covered it up. Well, yeah. 
but they had no explanation of how Frank was connected to the others, or even his motive. Timmy Papler, who had changed her name, I don't know what she changed her name to, probably better that way, Tammy S., and another former employee of New Life, were called upon to testify. Patty Bailu was not. Mm-hmm. However, none of the testimonies actually incriminated the men. They painted a good picture of before and after the murders, but the 35 minutes that Candy and Gloria were alone was still a mystery. Yeah. During the trial, it was revealed that not only was evidence lost, such as, or, but evidence such as hairs, fibers, a knife they got in a follow-up interview, were all ignored. Great. Good job, guys. Yeah. A lot of it had never even been submitted for DNA testing. (laughs) Of course it hadn't. Why would it? Tammy P. had called detectives because she found some of the victim's clothes in the bathroom, but they never went to go get it. They had sent the semen found in Candy's body out for DNA testing, and it didn't match Ed, Frank, or Leslie. Yeah. The prosecutor claimed the semen must have come from a customer, and she hadn't been raped by the killer. Okay. The defense came back with the fact that the books say she hadn't had any customers that night. Also, taking customers off books was a big no-no. Yeah. And the customers all had to wear condoms. Yeah. So where would it have come from if she hadn't been raped? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At the time of the murders, Frank Brack was living, was working at the Opryland Hotel in Nashville and was living in Clarksville, Tennessee. Okay. The night after the murders, he grabbed a hotel guest and tried to rape her at knife point. Oh, he sounds lovely. And for that, he spent seven years in jail. Yeah, one with that. The knife he used... for him. The knife he used matched the one murder... The one to murder Candy and Gloria. They were also... There was also some very untrustworthy evidence that Frank was a customer at New Life and had been there that night. The story was untrustworthy Mm -hmm. because it had been forced out of a developmentally disabled friend of his. Another possible suspect that was brought up at the trial was Gloria's husband, Ryan. Huh. He was a Fort Campbell soldier at the time of the murders. Okay. They had two small children at home. Okay. And no money. Okay. Gloria's co-workers and neighbors remember them, remember them arguing a lot. Okay. Investigators believe Ryan hired a private investigator to follow Gloria twice. Okay. He thought she was cheating on him with Candy. Okay. But, quote, because, you know, you can have sex with other men for money, but no way can you have sex with a woman. Yeah. No. He allegedly told the private investigator... That if she ended up being a lesbian, he may kill her. A couple of days before the murders, Gloria's mother had called Ryan, telling him that Gloria was going to leave him and come home to Florida. She was bringing the kids and a friend along with her. Also, a neighbor told the investigators in 1994 
that Ryan had left almost the exact same time the woman had been murdered. Oh, wow. Okay, that's weird. Ryan also had Gloria's key to the massage parlor. Because there was no, no signs of forced entry. Right. At the parlor. Right. When he was initially questioned in 1994, he failed a polygraph test. He also said he didn't know the PI he allegedly tried to hire. And that he was upset over losing the money Gloria brought in. Not upset about losing his wife and the mother of his children. Yeah. But the money that she brought in. Yeah. What a douchebag. Yeah. He was never asked for a DNA sample, nor was he ever questioned again. The third suspect... White privilege. The third suspect to be mentioned in the trial was a man named James Stephen Henson. He was an appliance distributor in Hopkinsville. Hoptown. After the murders, his girlfriend called the sheriff's office and told them she believed he was the killer. She was not interviewed in person and died before the trial. Of course she did. However, the detective's notes did have 20 reasons why she believed he was the killer. Oh, God. <laughs> she had One, found... he sucks. Two, he's an asshole. Yeah. Three. She had found receipts showing he had purchased a membership for New Life in January of 1994. Okay. She didn't see him from 10 p.m. the night of the murders until 9.30 p.m. the next night. He was carrying a duffel bag with a knife, a gun, and a pair of gym shorts inside. He also told her that he killed them. Oh, okay. Quote, he admitted that he had killed them with no reaction. A non-caring attitude, end quote. Uh, yeah. He would usually clean his car by hand, but he had taken it to a car wash that weekend. Which was weird, but I don't know why that would... Well, they have all those, like, vacuums and all that sort of stuff. Plus, they have, like, the power washers there that would be, like, super... But the murders happened inside the massage parlor. Um, I don't know why he would have had to wash his car if he had murdered them inside. Vacuum the hair out from his duffel bag? I don't know. I don't know. Like, (laughs) that, that didn't really make any sense to me. I'm shooting for shooting for the fences there. Tammy S. and Millie both testified that they had seen a man with dark hair and a mustache wearing a t-shirt and an Alabama hat. Oh, it's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Eric did it. <laughs> One of them thought he may have been Mexican. Oh, it wasn't Eric. <laughs> Not Eric. <laughs> Sitting in the New Life lobby that night. He'd refused any services... And was staring off into space like he was on something. Uh, yeah. Um. After six days of a trial, the charges against Leslie Duncan were dropped. And it took the jury less than two hours to acquit Ed Carter and Frank Black. Ah, that's bullshit. I don't know. It doesn't... I mean... That's the that's the catch twenty two of this is that there like, are other suspects. Yeah. Well, who look 
good for it too. Yeah, but you've got somebody who destroyed evidence and you can't convict them because they destroyed evidence. Exactly. You can't actually tell if they did it. Exactly. And why else would they destroy evidence if if it wasn't if it wasn't them? Why exactly. would he go in and destroy evidence if exactly. it wasn't either them or somebody like Or maybe he thought it was them so he destroyed it but it wasn't them. Um, or maybe, you know, Ryan and Ed were in on it together. Maybe. Shit, maybe at this point. Who yeah. freaking knows? Yeah, no one knows. No one. Which was really sad about yeah. this. Two weeks after Ed was acquitted, a patrol supervisor named Ben Walden for Oak Grove PD was arrested for running a prostitution ring. Oh, God. <laughs> no. What the hell is this happening in this town? That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Oak Grove is a crazy-ass town. Oh, my God. He and two others were accused of holding women against their will Jesus at an Christ. Oak Grove motel. Jesus Christ. And pimping them out. Oh, my God. Ben was also accused of beating one of the women and raping her with a beer bottle. What an th- asshole. Threatened to kill her family if she talked to the police. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. I mean, that's when I'm like, first, my first stop is the police. Right. Like... Anytime anybody says, I'm going to do something to you if you talk to the police. I'm just going to go to the police. And that's what I'm doing. Yep. Sorry, go. In 2017, Ed filed a lawsuit against Jason Newby. Okay. Claiming the investigation was botched. It's I mean, yeah. Clearly but it was botched. Yeah. <laughs> it says Jason had hid- hidden information and jumped to conclusions which caused Ed to be put in prison for three years. The suit also says there was no evidence that Ed asked Frank to kill the women. Jason had given testimony that secured the grand jury indictment, which is why he sued Jason. It also says Ed's wife was never interviewed, even though Jason said she told him he washed his clothes after the murder and was acting weird. Okay. Ed sued for money damages and a jury trial. Okay. And that's all I could find. Okay. Needless to say, it's still unsolved. I don't I don't even think Ed's case has gone to trial yet. Wow. Because that's it's still fairly recent. I mean what four a years. Crazy mixed up town. I told you it got oh, wild. Wow. Prostitutes, police corruption. High-speed car chases. That poor pregnant lady. Glad she lived and her kid lived, though. Yeah, I'm glad the baby lived. I had to put that in there. Yeah. Just to ease everyone's. What what a... Yeah. I... Like, that's that's another thing is that... Like, that's that's the thing. You got to make them pay. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly... I don't think the cops really did it i don't know the case against the um the husband the husband's really strong it is and the fact that he was never questioned again i'm just like what is happening Hmm. in this town yeah yeah that was weird yeah because who knows maybe he went in to check on them Mm -hmm. or maybe when ed came in and punched the buttons and called. Maybe he was calling 
the husband. Yeah. And just hung up, and that was his his signal, signal to that, to come do it. Yeah. So he went in and killed them. Yeah. Yeah. But is there a reason they couldn't trace that call? Was it too know. short? It might have been. Yeah. That probably was why it was short. That short. Yeah. Because I think you could check it now, right? Probably. Pro I mean, things are computerized and digitized. And I wonder if they could even now test the DNA against the husband. I wonder the, if they the, could. Or the semen yeah. against the husband. Yeah. Where is he? That's what we want to know. Yeah. Let's find him. We got to find would, him. Because it was Candy that was raped. Mm -hmm. Not his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably angry at her too. Oh yeah. You know, like you stole my white from yeah. me, you stupid whore. Yeah. Err. Yeah. Well, you lesbian, I'm gonna show you something. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Because it it seemed like too Gloria's body was. It seemed like Gloria was the target because mm -hmm. her body was more posed. Yeah. Because she was on the massage table. With their arms crossed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's weird too. Why would you? Yeah, I don't get yeah. it. Yeah, it seemed like Gloria was the target yeah. to me at least. Yeah. And Candy was just. Yeah. There. Yeah. Maybe he caught them together. That's what I wonder too. Hmm. Because I mean, they were they were alone for thirty five minutes. Yeah. They may have been bored and. Hey, let's fool around. Let's do something. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Yeah. We're obviously not getting any... Yeah, we're not going to get any clients. Well, we just, just... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be, big... I'd be on my phone watching. At that time, I would have been in a... Like, I would have been reading a book, so he would have, you know... At 3.30 in the morning, I would have been asleep. Or asleep, yeah. <laughs> mostly that. <laughs> at 9.30 at night, I would have been mostly that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my really... Wild, that was, sad yeah, that case. was wild. I thought it would go longer than it did, but that was a. Uh, do you want to do a dessert? Do uh, we have a dessert? Do we have a dessert? I don't know. Let's look. Or we can make one up. We can make one up here if you want. I might have another one I can add that kind of goes along with it. Alright. Ignore my We're gonna shuffling be notes. Back right shortly <laughs> with oh. our Oh, she may have found one. I found it. Okay. So Okay. This this is a short one. Okay. That's all we really need is a short one, right? Right. Is this is the killer. His name is Ralph Bays Junior. Okay. He's from Powell County. Okay. You'll see how this kind of connects okay just work with me here guys okay so ralph jr or rj as i'm gonna call him just for s's and g's <coughs> was born july 1st 1955 okay he lived with his wife at the end of a gravel road about a thousand feet up from a mountain in the cabin okay the mountain was known as little hardwick's creek okay RJ was, uh, he was convicted twice, a felon, 
Okay. Felony. He was wanted in Ohio for assault of a police officer. Okay. Receiving stolen property. Okay. Flagrant non-support. Whatever that is. Uh, it's non-supporting your kid. Okay. So yeah. just not paying his child support? Not, yeah. Okay. I think, I don't know, ask him what flagrant... Hey, Joe. He's asleep. Eh. And joking bail. What's flagrant non-support? Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know that. It's a felony. <laughs> uh, what do you have to do to be charged with it? Like a year. Yeah, but like, what's the crime? What's the? There we go. No there child go. support. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Our, how oh, what should we call him? Our criminal support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our. Uh, Criminal consultant. Criminal consultant. There yeah. we go. Our criminal consultant, Joe. I mean, that makes it sound like he's a criminal <laughs> and he just we just consult him. No, it's, that's not the case. Our, uh, I'll think of something here. Yeah, our <laughs> resident uh, yeah. police knowledge haver. <laughs> something like that. Or something. He also jumped bail. Yeah. Anyway, back to RJ. All good. Um, I like jumping bail. Yeah. I mean... On... January 15th, 1992, authorities from Lucas County Sheriff's Office in Toledo, Ohio, notified Powell County authorities they yeah, wanted... Yeah, I was getting ready to say, that's not in Kentucky. That they wanted to extradite RJ okay. on his felony counts. Of course they did. At that time, excuse me, RJ was in Ohio. Okay. And his wife, Becky, told, told the police that she didn't know where he was. When they came looking to arrest him. Okay. Thanks, Becky. Thanks, Becky. Hashtag thanks, <laughs> Becky. Oh, Becky comes into play again. Just, just oh, you wait. This gets, this is going to get good. Okay. Then she immediately called RJ to tell him the cops were looking for him. Okay. So he left Ohio mm -hmm. and headed to Michigan, mm -hmm. where he bought an SKS assault rifle. Oh, God. From there, he went to Bath County, Kentucky to hide out at his brother-in-law's house before moving to Florida on January 28th. Okay. On January 30th, he went home to his cabin to have a yard sale to lighten the load for the move. Oh, okay. So basically, how many years ago from today? Because this is January 30th? Oh, yeah. It was 94. Okay. So, well, I can't the do the math. Yeah. Yeah. You do it because I'm too tired. 12? 12? 16. <laughs> Uh, no, 94? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> well, it's been 21 <laughs> since the year 2000. And oh, then you shit. gotta add another 6 to that. 27. 27, there we go. <laughs> I can't math. <laughs> We're too tired to math. I had to do it the hard way. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Deputy Sheriff, Deputy Sheriff Arthur Briscoe. Okay. Heard RJ was in town. Uh-oh. I went uh -oh. to arrest him oh no like you do dumbass mofo was having a goddamn yard sale in the middle of fucking january when he's on the run <laughs> like i mean you know that was in my notes actually that i, took I mean fair enough like ago. i'm not saying that that's not a true statement yeah. that he was a fucking mofo but <laughs> rj was inside when oh, no. arthur briscoe arrived 
please tell me Arthur Briscoe had someone with him. Why would you go? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> RJ was inside. Yeah. And heard him say that he was there to arrest him. Oh, no. Um, so, I guess RJ didn't respond or anything. So, mm. Briscoe left and went to come, and was going back to his cruiser. Oh, no. RJ snuck out of the house through okay. a trap door in the bedroom. Okay. <laughs> and relieved, retrieved his assault rifle from behind the cabin. And walked around the cabin to inform Briscoe that he did not intend on getting arrested. Okay, well. Alright. Ah. Wesley McCarty, who was RJ's brother-in-law, stepped in. Any relation to Cam? (laughs) Maybe. We're just, I'm just (laughs) throwing in names from where we were. From from the past. Yeah, I'm throwing in names from the past. He stepped in to try to intervene. Okay. Oh, God. Briscoe had his hand... Either on or near his holster. Oh, no. Becky grabbed Briscoe's arm. Oh, no. Which... Where did Becky come into this? She snuck out. Oh, man. <laughs> Becky's like... Jeez, Beck. Like... Bex. This... Oh, my God. Which RJ used as an opportunity to run. I mean, fair enough. Briscoe left to go get back up. Which he should have brought initially? Yeah, that's my point. That was my question. (laughs) Bring your backup with you. Okay, so you've got a felon. Yes. That you know has been, has done like bad shit. He's just a bad, he's just a bad guy. You're like, I'm going to go arrest him. Right. Why don't you take like 20 people with you? If you take 20 people with you, I mean, whatever else happens, you're probably not going to get shot. Yeah. So, when he went to go get back up, RJ used the time to grab his things. On the other hand, I will say this was the era of, like, Ruby Ridge and Waco, so maybe something <laughs> bad would happen. Ah. RJ grabbed up his things. Okay. And 98 rounds of ammo. Oh, no. And went uphill into the woods. Oh, no. He would later tell the Courier Journal. Yeah. That he circled around to hide behind a stump where the officers would have to park. So oh. He was hiding behind a stump. Waiting for the officers to come back. Oh, my God. Deputy Briscoe was the first one back, followed by the sheriff, Steve Bennett. Oh, no. They both got out of their cruisers, guns drawn. They met on the back driver's side of Bennett's cruiser. Mm-hmm. Becky started screaming at them from the porch. Yeah. When they turned to engage her... They turned their backs to the woods. Oh, no. Where RJ was hiding. Oh, no. And that's when he started shooting. Yeah. RJ would testify that he moved out from behind a large stump. Okay. Brush fire. Unarmed and prepared to surrender. But Briscoe shot him in the leg with his pistol. Well, yeah. Wesley and... That's what happens when you shoot at cops. They shoot you back. Yeah. Sometimes that happens when you don't even shoot at cops. Come right? on, guy. Wesley and Sophie, was his, was his sister-in-law, yeah. supported this story. Okay. But RJ's son-in-law, Uh-oh. Greg Prophet, who was there too, it was like a fucking family reunion or something. Apparently. <laughs> testified. Apparently. That's what happens. Yard sale slash family reunion. In January. In January. Testified that RJ shot first. Mm-hmm. 
but also admitted he didn't know the difference between the sound of a pistol versus a rifle. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> Becky also testified that RJ shot first, which caused Bennett to turn his head to turn his head back to his right to see where the gunfire was coming from. Yeah. The officers who were also approaching agreed that the first six to ten shots were from a rifle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when Briscoe and Bennett faced the woods and took cover behind the cruiser. I oh, mean, Briscoe was shooting over the hood, Bennett over the trunk. Okay. So they're both on opposite ends of the car. Okay. For reasons unknown. Yeah. Bennett moved around the back of the cruiser and opened the back passenger door like he was going to get in the back seat. Okay. Why would he do that? Don't know. I don't know. This meant he had his back to the woods mm-hmm. and was directly in RJ's sightline. Mm-hmm. He was shot three times in the back. Oh, no. RJ started down the hill towards Briscoe, yeah. who continued to shoot until he ran out of ammunition. Yeah. But RJ was too close for him to be able to reload. Yeah. Briscoe turned to try to escape. He got about 10 feet before RJ shot him twice in the back. Oh, dear. Wesley McCarty described Briscoe as, quote, staggering away, end quote, before falling on his face. RJ then approached him and, possibly fearing the officer may pull a gun, shot him in the head at a point-blank range. Wow, what an asshole. Yeah. He then picked up his shit and ran on foot to Estill County, which is nearby, I guess. I can't imagine this dude running across counties. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. He surrendered without further incident what an, I at mean, 8 o'clock p.m. Let me just say at this point, like, you're, like you've shot two cops. You're in for it. Yeah. You might as well just go out in a blaze of glory at that point because you're not getting, like... You're going to be lucky you're, you know, so, still alive after you get taken. He surrendered at the home of the former Estill County Sheriff. Oh, well. It was also there that he was read his Miranda rights. RJ had a... Read them in Spanish and that way you can't understand them. <laughs> Bays heard a query over the radio about whether they had the right man and responded quote, you tell them that you got the right man. I'm the one that killed them sons of bitches. End quote. He was tried in Rome County, found guilty, and sentenced to death on Mm -hmm. February 4th, 1994. Which, incidentally, is the same day my brother was born. Aww. To the the same year. Aww. (laughs) It's my brother's birthday. Aww. Your brother's birthday is a week before mine. Hi, Will. I know you listen to this now. Hi, Will. Uh, he was scheduled for execution on September 25th, 2007. Yeah. However, on September 12th, he was granted a stay of execution by the K- Kentucky Supreme Court. The U.S. Su- the U.S. Supreme Court agreed to hear his appeal. Okay. The execution was set to be lethal injection under the cocktail. He sued that this was unconstitutional under the Eighth Amendment. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court ruled that this was totally constitutional. Yeah. He still claims he was shooting in self-defense, but does not deny killing the officers. Clearly, if you're shooting someone in the back, it's not self-defense. What, how are you this dumb, dude? I mean, well, well like, what he should have... Okay, 
here's what should have happened, in my opinion. He should have had his wife, like, decoy them into the house. Be like, he's in the house. He's going he's crazy. He's in here. He's in here. He's got they a gun. They run into the house. He gets in the police cruiser. He takes off. Yes. And then he, like, abandons it somewhere, you know, in Estill County, apparently. You know. Yeah, as you do. And then, shit, he goes on his merry way to Florida and no one's dead. Yeah. He is currently serving at Kentucky State Penitentiary in oh, Eddyville. The Castle on the Cumberland. Yeah. yeah. Which we just talked about yeah. not too long ago. Oh, we've had so a lot of death and destruction yeah. in this episode. Yeah. A lot yeah. of cops. A lot of, a lot of cops. <coughs> so... My connection between the two stories was cops. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Cops murdered. Cops committing murder. Maybe. You know. What's the difference? It happens. <laughs> I mean, you know. It is what it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't shoot people in the back. It's not self-defense. No. Like, how... Oh. Like, um, I'm just offended that he actually... Like, that offends me almost more than anything. You know what offends me the most? And this is totally... <laughs> Something that really shouldn't offend me that much. That he was to have a yard sale in January. January, yeah. Who was going to come to a yard sale in oh, January uh, that's up a mountain? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, just offended. Like, just, I'm offended that, yeah. Did he put out signs or was it just like on... <laughs> One of the things where you drive by, oh, a yard sale, let's stop. You know, this looks like it's got some good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or one of, like, he put up signs. Felon having yard sale. Moving sale. At the Piggly Wiggly. I need to escape. Yeah. The save a lot has this felon needs <laughs> felon needs to unload some shit fast. Felon needs to run. Yeah. Felon needs to escape to Florida. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. I'm I'm offended by all of this. This whole story offended me. Th- this whole like, episode kind of offended yeah. me. I mean in the back. In the back. How could you, like, <sighs> claiming self-defense after you shot someone in the back? I'm offended. It happens. Mm. I'm not going to go into the whole details of that. I mean, but let me There just have say, been other people who have claimed self-defense when they shot someone in the back. in the back, yeah. Some, speaking of cops. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we're not going to touch that subject. <laughs> we're not going there. Yeah. Uh, All right. So. Anyway. We have an email. Creepykentucky at gmail.com. Yeah, don't send us your... Yeah. Don't send us any hate mail. Yeah. We <laughs> we're, we're delicate. We're delicate <laughs> flowers. <laughs> don't be mad at us because we talked about cops. Okay. We... Some co- like a lot of cops are good. Yes. <laughs> don't get mad at us. Because some of them are. I'm sure the ones that were murdered were good cops. Actually, I feel like they sound like they were. They That's were just trying to do their job. Thing. That is another thing that offends me. Yeah. <laughs> so they sound like they were just doing their job. Ed Carter, Leslie Duncan. They were not. Maybe not good cops. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> See, so. we have both ends of the spectrum in this yeah. episode. We yeah. talk about both. There, yeah. are, there are good cops. Yeah. There are some. There's a lot of good cops at the VA. Oh, yeah. They undergo... Um, crisis management Aww. training and everything yeah. like they have to get special training to Aww. for nice. mental health and yeah everything. so yeah they're good anyway uh, different tangent yeah we have an instagram and a twitter and a twitter at creepy kentucky until next time kentucky what, what the, the hell, hell?